Episode 31, The Pursuit of Happiness. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where you'll learn how to take steps to create a life that you love and enjoy. This podcast will cover mindset coaching and practical tips and tools, sprinkled with intergenerational wisdom and inspiration, and some Torah too. Here's your host, Nechama Weiser, Certified Health and Life Coach. Shalom and welcome to this week's episode. I want to talk about the pursuit of happiness in this episode. Today is Rosh Chodesh. Uh, We are entering the month of Adar in the Jewish calendar. This is a month where we are instructed to increase joy and bring happiness into our lives. And this month, we actually have two months of Adar. Um, And I think that this is so appropriate given everything that we've been through, the war that we've been living through, we really need so much more joy and happiness. And I heard a beautiful idea from Shira Milamid, um, an educator who talks about the concept of Adar, right? It's not when Adar comes in, when the month of Adar starts. It's that it's our responsibility to increase happiness. It's not something that just happens. Um, and I think that this topic of uh, really pursuing happiness and wanting to be happy is a concept that we talk so much about. We all kind of aspire uh, to be happier. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about what that means and um, what pursuing happiness is really all about. I think that many people view happiness as a goal. I want to be happy. Um, and then they they really think that there are different things that will lead to that happiness. So some people think that having more money will lead to happiness. Some people think that having a solid job will lead to happiness. Others think that a family will lead to happiness or a number on the scale, right? But the truth is that none of these things in of themselves will create happiness. You may be happy for a moment, right? When you nail that great job, when you, um, when you have that family that you always dreamed of, you will be happy, right? Like you will achieve a level of happiness, but does that make you happy? And that raises the question. Each one of these things has challenging aspects as well, right? A job could be an amazing job, but every job has parts of it that we don't enjoy, right? Um, a family, right? We raise children and that's wonderful and it brings us lots of joy and satisfaction, but there are also so many challenges, right? So even a number on the scale, right? You may be happy when you see that number, but I have clients who have reached their goal in terms of weight and still have not been happy, even though that was the that was their goal. That was when they thought they would reach that level of happiness. So I think that this really brings this question to light, like this question of what is that pursuit of happiness? When can we achieve it? Um, And I actually came 
to a podcast um, by Mel Robbins. I've spoken about Mel Robbins so many times where she interviewed a psychiatrist named Dr. Judith Joseph, um, and they were talking about this concept of joy and happiness. And I loved the way that she presented it, and I wanted to share it with you here today. So Dr. Joseph actually talks about finding points of joy throughout your day. In other words, rather than having this goal of, I want to be happy, she talks about every single day, finding moments of joy throughout your day. Um, Because I really believe that the pursuit of happiness is futile. It's not this end goal that you achieve and then you're happy. I actually heard another um, podcast episode, I think about the topic of happiness, where someone shared that their goal was to make a certain amount of money, to buy a house, to live in the country, um, and they achieved all of that. And they were happy for a little bit, And then it kind of faded, right? Then they were itching for that next goal. Um, And I think that that's what's really important to know about happiness, that it's not this destination that you reach and then everything's good, right? You reach that destination, you feel that joy, but then it's like our human nature is to kind of reach for that next level. And that's really why people are never happy eternally, right? Like we never get to that end goal. We're humans, right? We're in constant pursuit of growth. Um, And that's why I love this concept of not pursuing happiness as an end to itself, but really pursuing those moments of joy throughout your day. Um, And I think when you're looking for those moments of joy and you're seeking them out and you're focusing on them, that's really when you create more of that happiness and you bring more happiness and joy into your life. Um, So when I go out on a walk, especially in the winter and the sun is shining and I just have this thought and this feeling of, I feel hugged by God. I feel embraced. I'm enjoying the moment. I look out at the view and it's so beautiful. And I just really, really focus on that one moment in time that really increases joy. That increases those moments of joy. Um, And we all have these moments of joy that are scattered throughout the day. The question is, are we looking for them? Are we seeking them out? And to me, that feels a lot more attainable than just looking for this overall umbrella concept of feeling happy or being in a state of happiness. Um, So Let's get specific, for example, so that we're not just talking theoretically. I know I gave my example of the walk, but let's let's take my coaching, for example. Overall, I love my coaching. Um, I love what I do. I feel passionate about it. I feel that it's impactful. But there are also challenging moments, right? There are challenging moments that where I wonder, like, is this working? Is this what I'm meant to do? Is this... Um, is this the path that I should be taking, right? Um, So that goes along with those immense moments of joy, right? Yesterday, I got a glowing testimonial from a client where I really felt, oh my gosh, this is so impactful. This is my mission. Um, I'm so fortunate and blessed to be able to do this, right? Those were one of my highs, right? Um, I think I shared that yesterday on social media, that testimonial. But 
I also have really low moments. I've had low moments in my coaching where I really doubted myself and I wondered if this was the right direction to take and if I was making a difference, right? So coaching doesn't equal happiness. It's a mixture of ups and downs. It's a mixture of challenges and rewards. And what I'm trying to share with you is that I think that the goal is to really shift your focus on those moments of joy, because that's what's actually going to lead to true happiness. So understanding that even the things that we believe will lead to happiness have that mixture. They have that combination of good and bad, of positive and negative. And our role is to really focus, to train our brains to focus on the good and the positive and those moments of joy. I also think that when we do achieve a moment of happiness, uh, a point of happiness, as Dr. Joseph calls it, happiness is fleeting. It doesn't last, right? And when we understand that and accept it, then we can actually accept the fact that I feel really amazing in this moment, but it's not going to last forever. In the same way, when we're feeling really down and low, we can also appreciate those high moments and understand we're not always going to feel negatively forever either. So I think it's actually that combination of positive and negative that that increases the happiness, right? When there's a lack of happiness, then we're able to appreciate what happiness actually feels like. Um, And when we're constantly making an effort to seek out points of joy throughout our day, that's what makes our happiness lasting. So it's fleeting in the moment, but then we're looking for our next point of joy. Um, And I think that that's really, really um, the goal here. In other words, not to reach this ultimate goal of happiness, but to consistently and constantly look for those points of joy. It's interesting to think about kind of the physiological um, level here, the the physiological angle, I'll say, um, of happiness, because there are certain hormones that actually activate happiness in our body, right? There's serotonin, there's dopamine, endorphins, oxytocin. But again, these hormones come and they go, right? So after exercise, we'll feel a rush of endorphins, but it only lasts for a certain amount of time. So unless we're constantly exercising, which I assume most of us are not, we're going to have that high and low. Um, But it's actually interesting because research shows that we're actually in a constant state of happiness, but our life events cause us to go up and then back to our normal state or down below that and then back to our normal state of happiness, which is really interesting because I think many of us think of it as the presence of happiness or the lack of happiness where um, research actually shows us that we are in a constant state of happiness. Now, it's not an extreme state of happiness, But that's kind of the goal that we can aspire to. And then different life events kind of go up or down based on how extreme they are. Um, So that also is another way to just kind of understand that whatever extreme experiencing we're having that's either increasing or decreasing our happiness, it's temporary and that we'll get back to that 
basic level of happiness that many of us experience on a regular basis. So I guess this leads to the question of how we can increase our points of happiness, our state of happiness. Maybe how can we prolong it? How can we um, increase the number of times that we have points of happiness in a day? Um, And I think that there are a bunch of different ways to do this. Um, I think the first and most basic way to do that is to be very aware of the thoughts that we're thinking about our life. Because as you know, and I've mentioned this on many podcasts, our thoughts create our feelings. And if we want to create the feeling of happiness, then we want to be very mindful of what we're thinking, right? If we wake up in the morning and the first thought that pops in our head is, ugh, another day, or I'm so tired, I have no energy for this day, or um, I just want to go back to sleep, right? Those are not thoughts that are going to lead to happiness, right? If we focus on gratitude, if we focus on being mindful, if we focus on the good that we have in our life, the chances are that that will lead to the feeling of happiness. So if we're thinking, I'm so grateful for my life, we wake up in the morning and the first things that we say as Jews is, thank you for our life. We start off our day with gratitude. When you feel grateful, that leads to happiness, right? If you're thinking today is a new opportunity, it's a fresh start, If you're thinking, I love my job, I'm excited to make impact, right? Um, I feel fulfilled, I'm so grateful for a new fresh day. If these are the thoughts that you're thinking, then you will likely feel happy as a result of that. So I think that that is a really important component in awareness of what we're thinking and focusing on gratitude. The other thing um, that Dr. Joseph actually talks about um, is really the concept of being mindful, mindful throughout your day. Um, I had a, I believe I mentioned this on a previous podcast and um, in a post um, in social media where I talked about the 54321 the idea of being in touch with your senses, right? So looking around and noticing things that you see and the smells and the tastes and the touch, right? Like, so really bringing yourself back to the here and now and noticing all these things so that you can be mindful. Because going back to that walk that I mentioned, you can go outside and you can take a walk and you can listen to your podcast, your music, And you can be totally unaware of what you're experiencing. It could be a walk. You're getting in movement, positive thing. Um, But what I think the, the point is here in terms of mindfulness is the idea of kind of feeling again. And I think that given everything that we've been through, I think that our feelings have really been numbed sometimes. And what we need to understand is that when we push away our negative feelings, we're also pushing away our positive feelings. And I think validating how we're feeling and understanding that, yes, we've been through a lot. We've been through a war. We've been through COVID. We've been through so many challenges and that doesn't feel good, right? Allowing those feelings to come to the surface 
but then also understanding that that willingness to experience negative emotion also enables us to feel real happiness. And I think that that's a really important concept to understand because when we choose to kind of numb or mute our negative emotions, we're also doing that for our positive emotions. Um, And that's why I think that focusing on increasing those points of joy um, and being mindful and present in our day-to-day, I think that that is really what will ultimately allow us to feel more deeply negative emotions, but also the positive ones. So Dr. Joseph actually ends the podcast with with some tips on how you can increase joy in your day-to-day. So I want to mention some of the things that she mentioned, and I also want to add some of my own. Um, And I love how she kind of ends the podcast where she says, tomorrow is not promised. What can I do to increase my points of joy today? Um, And I think that that's such a beautiful message and such a beautiful idea. I talk a lot about the future um, and creating a life that we want, creating um, a life that is intentional and doesn't just happen to us. But the flip side of that also is that we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know what curveballs will be thrown our way. And that's why it's also important to be very mindful and intentional about how you're living each day. And if our goal can just be to increase a few points of joy a day, then I think that that will be such a worthy cause um, in helping us uh, just be happier and more fulfilled human beings. Um, And it doesn't have to be big, massive changes. It can be really small things. So How can you increase joy in your day-to-day? So first of all, there are certain foods that improve your mood, um, like leafy greens, omega-3, different different actual foods that can help you increase your joy. And I would say more than that, the way that you consume your food, right? Are you shoving it down like as you're running out the door or are you being really mindful of the textures and the temperature and the smells and the color and the vibrancy of your plate? Um, Because that really can be a very joyful experience. Um, And I've tried it. Like I've tried to be really, really mindful. Um, And of course, there are all these techniques to be able to take a bite and put down your fork and and really focus on the chewing. And there are so many different techniques to do this, but the overall concept is just, yes, food is fuel, but food is also meant to be enjoyed and savored. And I think that if we can spend more time really noticing how it feels on our tongue and is it salty or sweet um, and exploring those different textures and flavors, that is a way to increase joy in a very physical way, but in a very meaningful way also. Eating is something that we do all the time. Um, Other things that we can do to increase joy, I think, is taking better care of ourselves. Um, And taking better care of ourselves also in the sense of being, not necessarily doing different things, but doing it intentionally in a way that feels very much like I am caring for myself. So for example, when you take a shower, we all take showers, right? I hope. Um, But like 
you're taking a shower, you're washing away all of the negativity, you're caring for your body, you're moisturizing your body, right? You're bringing back moisture into your body. Um, You're cleansing yourself of negative thoughts, of limiting beliefs, right? It's not doing something different necessarily, but it is doing it with the intention of caring deeply for yourself. And the same goes for food, fueling your body. What are you fueling yourself with? Um, And I had a conversation with a client yesterday about healthy eating, right? And I said to her, how do you take care of your children, right? You take care of their every need. They need you. They're calling for you. You feed them every day. You cleanse them. You take care of them, right? Like, are you taking care of yourself with that same dedication? And the answer was no, right? You're not going to skip your kid's meal, but why do you so easily skip your own meal? So it comes from this sense of, I'm fueling my body because I am worthy of that. And I am a vessel, a holy vessel. I want to be an example to my children of what taking care of myself actually means. I want to model to them what self-care actually is. Um, Same goes for movement, right? I'm moving my body. I'm getting in exercise, not because I'm punishing myself, not because I don't like my body, because I love my body, because I'm taking care of it. And I want it to be strong and last me for many, many, many more years to come. Um, so again, it's it's increasing joy by really helping yourself remember why you're doing all of these things, right? Because I'm worth it. And that brings joy into these activities, right? When you're preparing food because you love yourself and you love your body, that brings with it joy, It's not a punishment. It's not something you have to do. It's something you get to do. And that is joyful. Um, And I found in so many areas of my life that this has really increased my joy just with that simple tweak of the intentionality behind it. Um, The other way to increase joy, like I said, is to really be more aware of your feelings, both negative and positive. But be willing to feel deeply. Be willing to let emotions be a very real and deep part of your life instead of pushing them aside. Um, And that's generally what we do, especially for negative emotion. Um, And I've talked about this on previous podcasts as well. We, We kind of buffer with other things. So when we feel a negative emotion or not even negative, like, procrastination, right? Like when we feel something that we don't want to feel, we automatically go to something else to distract us. So if we're feeling overwhelmed, if we're feeling nervous or anxious or unhappy, then we will often go to something else to numb our minds, to um, to just take our mind off of that negative emotion in, in effort to not feel. But what we don't realize is that we're not actually dealing with a negative emotion. We're not processing it. We're not validating it. We're not giving it space. And therefore, we're also preventing ourselves from experiencing that true joy. So allowing ourselves to experience negative emotion in a very deep, real, painful way sometimes also allows us to experience tremendous, tremendous joy. Um... And finally, I think that we just need to 
be mindful and focused on what we're doing throughout the day. I think so many of us are on autopilot going from one thing to the next. I think that when you are able to stop, to pause, to recognize what you have in front of you, that can increase joy in such a meaningful way. Sometimes I just catch myself Um, And again, these are just brief moments. This is not on a regular basis, but sometimes I just catch myself like playing with one of my children or um, driving one of my children somewhere or doing something meaningful with one of my children and just thinking to myself, I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful. Um, Or I'll pause after a client session that was really, really impactful and I'll be like, this is amazing or getting a meaningful testimonial where it's just like, this is so worth it, right? Like being able to pause, to stop time just for a moment and to acknowledge that what you're experiencing is amazing. Um, And that of course leads to gratitude and that leads to joy. Um, It leads to many points of joy throughout the life, your life. Um, Yesterday, I saw a movie, Nyad, um, excellent movie, by the way, Um, and I was very, very mindful throughout watching the movie. And sometimes we think of, you know, being on a screen as kind of disconnecting, but I was actually very, very mindful of the movie and the messages that I was getting from the movie. And I was so inspired and I got emotional and I really felt immersed in a very mindful way. Um, and I ended the movie and I just, it, it wasn't a kind of a black hole in time. It was a meaningful experience for me where I was watching something that was so thought provoking and left me thinking and left me wondering. And I was like, oh, this person would love this movie. And I, that person would love this movie. And it just, it was such a great opportunity Um, to just really be present in the movie that I was watching. And it really left me feeling energized and joyful and grateful and inspired. Um, So it's not even that you have to constantly be doing, right? In In this case, I was just consuming, but I was consuming in a way where I was open to receiving. I was consuming in a mindful way. I wasn't just mindlessly watching a movie. I was alert. I was receiving. I was, um, I was, I was open to, um, viewing the movie in a way where it would leave me feeling really energized and not just blah, um, like some watching does to us, uh, where, where we're consuming and we're not really using our brain in any way. Um, so I think that these are just some ideas of how you can increase joy in your day to day. but I really want to encourage you, Uh, to think of your own examples, to think of ideas of how you can increase moments of joy on a daily basis and allow that to feel really doable, right? Because when you think of a goal of, I want to be happier, to me, that kind of feels very overwhelming. Like, how do I do it? What do I need to do to be happy? How do I get there? It feels very daunting, But when you ask yourself, how can I increase moments of joy today? I think that that kind of brings it down to earth, right? Can I listen to a class? Can I meet up with a friend? Can I have a meaningful phone conversation? How can I increase the moment of joy at work? Who can I interact with, right? Like, how can I do something that I'm doing anyway, but just have an intentionality about it that will lead to a moment of joy? Um, And I think that 
that shift in just really focusing on the day-to-day, that was the most eye-opening concept um, that Mel Robbins presented with this Dr. Judith Joseph. Um, And I want to offer that to you today um, because I think that it is something that we all can do. Um, It kind of reminds me of the the book about um, adding um, the bucket of happiness, like the doing one act of kindness to someone, like what can you do today to fill someone else's bucket? Um, and I think that it's the same concept here. Like what can I do today to increase a point of joy in my day? And just asking yourself that question, you can put it on a piece of paper, hang it up on your mirror in the bathroom and start off your day with that intention. I believe that it will really help you Um, lead your day, go about your day in a very different way that will increase your state of happiness. Because again, the goal isn't to be happy. The goal is to increase your happiness, to increase your points of happiness every single day. Have a wonderful day and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Thriving on Purpose with Nechama Weiser. If this episode piqued your interest or inspired you, and you're looking for a health and life coach who can help you uplevel your life, then reach out today. Visit nechamawisercoaching.com for details.